You're listening to Coleman Power on the Organic Fitness Podcast. All right, welcome to the latest episode of the Coleman Power Organic Fitness Podcast. I have my latest guest here in front of me, Katie. She is currently across the pond, but also frequents this side of the waters in Ireland and is now currently in America. So I suppose, Katie, say hello to the listeners. And Hello, how are you? <laughs> very good. I'm so delighted to have you on. I suppose someone that's extremely like-minded to myself in trying to improve overall health. I'd love you to uh, tell maybe uh, the listeners a little bit about yourself, a little bit about your background. We'll call it like that elevator pitch. Okay. Well, I mean, I, to be honest, I wasn't into holistic health until I uh, got really sick. I, I was actually diagnosed with cancer uh, several years ago. So uh, thankfully, everything is, is fine today. But that was definitely the catalyst to which I overhauled my life. And um, it basically started with you know, when I was undergoing treatment and different things like that. So I wanted to make certain I was doing everything in my power um, to, you know, aid that in some way. You know what I mean? I, I, I guess when you are kind of faced with the regime that you have to sort of do, <laughs> essentially, um, I wanted sort of power back in my life. So I made every effort with the help of my family who are incredibly supportive. Um, I made every effort to, you know, overhaul organic uh, food was the first thing, obviously. And then soon I went on to products and all the plethora of body products that we use, facial products and cleaning products that um, I just basically swapped out and, and bought organic. And that was kind of my first um I mean, prior to that, I mean, my background is <clears throat> I'm actually an actor. So um, that is my uh, yeah, that is my basically my my career, uh, what I trained in as a, when I was younger. So um, this was a very, very new venture for me uh, five years ago now. It's amazing. So just to say to the listeners, you're uh, currently from Ireland. And as a result of that, you are now based in, where in America specifically? We're based in Tennessee in America. Um, yeah. So, uh, I mean, I've always been over and back to the States. Um, I lived my kind of junior education over in New York and went back, back to Ireland. So we've always been back, back and forth um, and work-wise to be here. <laughs> Right. I want to, I suppose, get uh, the listeners to know a little bit about what you actually do. And definitely the topic that we will be discussing in detail is a little bit about uh, what are toxins and how do people, I suppose, start to eliminate them from their current diet, lifestyle and their uh, day to day? So, I mean, you you are uh, your background is organic farming, so, you know, basically, um, when it comes to all of our produce that we eat, there's they're uh, overloaded with pesticides, herbicides. Um, when it comes to the products that we use, you know, you go and you read a label and half of it you don't understand. And a lot of it's there for the purpose of making it smell good, synthetic fragrance, which is one of the worst things for your body. Um, and to have a longer shelf life. So two things we can eliminate straight off the bat. Um, by What I do is I basically use essential oils, which are pure, and then I make products to last me, you know, a month as opposed to having it in my, you know, my cleaners there for years. Um, uh, I don't need that. Uh, <laughs> I don't need a longer shelf life. For me, health is far, far more important. So basically what we've 
come to as as a society now because years ago people were doing this much more you know traditionally speaking people were using uh, what I use to clean my house much much more and the funny thing is when I was doing markets in Ireland a lot of older specifically older women would come up to me and say oh yeah I use that I use that yeah I you know because they're used to it because we sort of passed down but somewhere along the line <laughs> we have opted for convenience and as a result um we have what is known as toxic burden, which is basically a cumulative um, burden on our system from all of these different things. Because it's not just the body wash, it's the body wash, the hand soap, the laundry detergent, you know, and so on and so forth. So it's it's this cumulative effect of all of these things. And what it's creating is, you know, there are, if you look up, um, there's a website I, I go on here called the EWG. So you can basically research individual things uh, ingredients if you're not sure what they are or what they're there for and they'll tell you what the risk is um with those ingredients but um uh basically i so i did that i would look things up and, and all the rest but uh what you'll find is that there will be ingredients there that will be carcinogenic there'll be ingredients there that will be hormone disruptors which is wreaking havoc on our system and leads to things like cancers um and then um you know just basic allergies you know things that and you're thinking why why is this in my product and you know prior to this you know before I, I personally got sick I was sort of of the opinion if it was on the shelf it had to be safe and it's just it's not true it's so <laughs> it's far from true. the truth it's so far from the truth I'd love you to give examples of either cleaning products hair products that you were currently using for I suppose your own health so the listeners could take that and put that into their own practice so cleaning, when I, because um, I, I coach people on DIYing products all the time, cleaning is probably the easiest where to, uh, place to start because you don't need a huge amount of essential oils and you don't need a huge, huge amount of ingredients. So for example, with a multi-purpose spray, I use a vinegar-based multi-purpose spray. So I would use, I have like an amber glass bottle. I would use a quarter of, um, you know, uh, the bottle of vinegar. I would add in my essential oils that I use and they can be a plethora of different things that are good for like tea tree or lemon or whatever uh, the purpose is. And then I fill the rest up with my filtered water and you're good to go. Right. Those like that's, the- that is how simple it is. I mean, my, my, now when you get into something like clean and um, a cleaning paste, so you're, you're sort of cleaning paste alternative. And um, that's when you use things like bicarbonate of soda and you add um, Castile soap to that. And that's a really, really good binder. And then again, adding really, really strong, good essential oils. That's great for like tiles and cookers and things you just want to scrub around and leave there for a couple of <laughs> a little while to soak in, you know. Um, but yeah, uh, like it, when you actually learn about it, it, it's so simple and ingredients are so simple. But again, all of these additives have been put in at a certain time. And a lot of the times we don't know. And a lot of the times when we do know, we realize we don't need those things. And like I said, synthetic fragrance is one of the main culprits because there's a, I know it exists over here and I think it might exist in Ireland as well. Whereas this, um, there's this law, almost like a loophole law where if you put fragrance um, as an ingredient, you don't actually have to list what's in that fragrance uh, because it's under what they call, um, basically if, if I'm like a commercial brand and I don't want someone stealing my fragrance, um, it's under that sort of loophole. Um, but as a result, you don't actually have to individually let. So anything can be in that fragrance and we would never know. Isn't that just and the crazy? Loophole is there. It's, it's, it's so when you, when you, when you, again, when you start getting educated on it, it's frightening. And 
um you know it, it's just it, I think you just realize that you are your own advocate you know what I mean like this is what this whole experience has taught me is that you know I was on a health journey um when it came to my prognosis no one's going to care as much about my health than me you know you can have the most incredible doctors and they're phenomenal and you are you know they're your lifeline at a certain point but it comes down to how much you want to live and how much you want to live well, you know, yourself. So it is very much about, um, and I, and I've gotten very into that, that idea of like self-sufficiency now, which is really appealing to me. Yeah. Your health is your wealth. And I love that point that you've mentioned. You are the most important person in the world and you know, what's actually really good for you and what's actually working and definitely eliminating and reducing endocrine disruptors and toxins in your body, whether it be from your cleaning products, your shampoos, your creams, which a lot of people think is necessarily the labels that we won't even mention them here because you're worth it. You put it on your hair, put it all and scrub it over all over your body. Hope I don't get shot for that. But uh, it's <laughs> those things, but that have fragrance in it and uh, that are supposed to attracting people to it. Oh, this smells absolutely lovely. But the most simplest things, what I would use is uh, typically a soap made from like say shea butter and simple ingredients that I literally use to wash under my arms, in around my groin. And I don't often, I suppose, have to state the fact that washing your hair shouldn't be an everyday thing. Why? Because it's essential oils that are literally there for to protect you. And that used to be the norm. And just like, I suppose, with the next topic we're going to get on to, growing your own. Everybody would have had an apple tree. Everybody would have grown carrots and potatoes in your backyard. But we've gone so far away from that. But we'll just, you know what? We'll go to the shop and we'll buy the potatoes that are actually peeled already and that have been, in Ireland, shipped I to know. Cyprus. This is, this is what drives me crazy. Actually, funny, I was having this conversation with my dad recently. He was over here visiting us, which was lovely. And, um, you know, we're looking at, like, I guess the Ukraine crisis now and just seeing how much of our flour, like, we used to be, growing all of this ourselves and now why are we taking in as much like why are we in this situation where we're so dependent there's no reason for it um except for the fact that we've just been farming at our responsibility and that's basically what it is um and I guess farming has become harder in Ireland because of so many uh, different factors but still like I, I think you can farm at a local level you don't have to you know you can provide projects for yourself and your neighbor it doesn't have to be this huge you know a uh, huge acreage and you'd like we're on here now um two and a half three acres and we're very new to this you know we're starting very slow we're seeing we have a longer season growth season here which is phenomenal so i'm kind of i've just planted my winter garden to harvest uh, before the frost because there's a late frost here so i'm very excited about that but i'm i'm a newbie when it comes to this but i'm i'm loving it because like every day i go out and i see a little bit of growth and i'm like yeah <laughs> it's massively addictive and one of the things that i love this one of your messages is that, like i said grow what you eat that is the most simplest thing in the world oh, i'm not sure what to grow i don't know i'm any good at it the only way you can learn is by literally failure. And don't ever see failure as a bad thing. It's a way of learning. You were, When we learned, everybody learned to walk. We fell. What happened is we got straight back up. Yeah. Yeah. There's this perfection thing. And I do think that's brought about by a little bit by social media as well. Like you see, you see bits and bobs of people's lives and you think, oh, they're doing it so much better than I am. But I'm lucky. I've, I've come into a really beautiful community here um, of women and uh, who are who in the pandemic really started. And I've been, um, you know, looking for tips and tricks and different things really associated with just the farming here, because it's, it's obviously on a very local level. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, I can give general tips of but that might, you know, 
you know, bring home to people in Ireland at the moment because they have a different growing season. So um, I wanted to kind of know about, uh, yeah, just the kind of local things. And um, it's just been really inspiring to see people, again, take that initiative. Because I think two things happened during the pandemic. People either just sort of went under a blanket or they really went out and said, okay. <laughs> I have to, I have to be, you know, a little bit more alert now and aware of where things are coming in and also expenses, you know, again, when I first, I'm so used to doing things like fermented foods um, before I moved over here and then we were building for the year and it just, everything was sort of on the long finger and only recently have I come back to making my sauerkraut again and making my kombucha and making my uh, kefir and all of those things are saving on your grocery bill, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, once you get these things down, like it's just nice to not go into aisles. I don't go into the cleaning aisle. I don't go, in, you know what I mean? I can avoid certain aisles in the supermarket. I hate the supermarket. <laughs> if I can avoid aisles, I'm, I feel better about myself. You know, I feel like, okay, this is what things should be. Yeah. That's amazing. What you're doing is, I suppose, you're really tuning in on your health. You, and you're adding and making foods from scratch. Again, something that we used to do again. Sauerkraut, like the kimchi, any of those fermented foods. How, I suppose, have you seen your own health improve since you started adding in those foods that you make? And I love that 100%. point. 100%. When, when I look at what treatments I was put on and how vulnerable your system is and how much I took it upon myself. Again, I had a huge help from my family at the time because I didn't know much about this stuff before I um, came into it. And my older sisters are really health conscious and oriented and all the rest. So they were introducing me to bone broth during my treatment. They were introducing me to things like fermented foods and I just stuck with it. But the key for me, and I said that I always say this when you're DIYing products, um, do something, do, don't try and overhaul everything at the same time because you will set yourself up for failure and you'll say oh it's rubbish then you know what I mean that's kind of our our way of sort of um I guess it's our ego or whatever but um try set yourself up for success so for me do something slowly um so if you wanted to you know look into fermented foods okay sauerkraut go and buy sauerkraut go and buy organic sauerkraut and then look at it and see how easy it is to make and then maybe try making your own and create a habit around that before you go on to the next thing because our instinct with everything is convenient we want to you know we want to do all the things at the same time you know and get this part of our life moving and it's it's not it's a it's really about slowing down more than anything else but slowing down and and giving yourself a bit of a break and then realizing and listening to your body more you know because that's what I had to do it's like listening to your body's needs like even at the moment I'm feeling a bit run down so like I go on a bit of a protocol of just okay how do I boost my system before I you know instead of running about the place and you know running to the chemist running here running out there you know what can I do at home to just boost myself without having to go there um and I, I just think we were again we our grandparents were doing this you know all of these things are passed down they're nothing there's nothing new here but it's just being relearned because somewhere along the line it's gotten forgotten or hasn't been passed down mm. um, I suppose is that and so yeah that you're in right now is that due to work commitments uh family i suppose com uh, individuals that you're currently feeling a little bit overwhelmed and i'd love for you to give examples of how you maybe slow down so you can actually speed back up again listening to your body if you like before we get sick before we have symptoms we can you can feel the rundown before you feel the rundown if you know what I mean like if you really truly listen to your body you know when you're slightly at a slower pace and you feel something coming 
can't. So for me, I'm very much about, I mean, I would regularly take things like bone broth and all the rest, but I'm very vigilant when I start getting, feeling that um, under the weatherness. Um, that I go and I have protocols that I like, you know, I would be taking my vitamin C, liposomal, I'd be taking zinc, I'd be taking certain things. And then natural things like, um, actually posted one of my uh, link recently of fire cider. Fire cider is like an old traditional tonic that people used in the winter time to kind of fend off cold and flus. Um, elderberry uh, syrup is another one. I did a foraging course recently and they made elderberry syrup. And um, because my kids and myself are just feeling slightly run down at the moment, I've been taking, we've been taking that. So all of these different things, natural things you can be taking. And then suddenly it doesn't get worse. You know, suddenly um, you can just sort of fend it off and then give your body along with all of this time to rest sleeping <laughs> resting you know um at the weekend i just sort of canceled my plans you know cancel cancel your prioritize yourself cancel your plans don't don't try and run on empty what are you achieving by that you're just going to run yourself into the ground and then you're you, at a certain point you have to choose yourself and your health because you don't want to get to the point where you get a diagnosis and you're trying to do all this stuff at the same time with your diagnosis and you're overwhelmed don't allow yourself to get to that point and if you think it's never going to happen to me, I, I was so thought this is never, why would like, I was, when I was diagnosed, I was so like, how did this happen? You know, this doesn't happen to people my age, all the rest. It's so common now. Once you realize the statistics in cancer are so common that if you escape it yourself, you will, you will know someone who has it. So it's like, it's Very such cool. a commonality. So I think we have to really get, um, blunt with ourselves as to how this can be a, and let, let's not have it a part of our lives you know let's prioritize our health at a, at a certain point and it's great that you literally are mentioning the likes of that cider vinegar syrup and the likes of the elder flower or elderberry syrup elderberry so syrup are, yeah yeah elderberry syrup those are things that come into season for a reason so those people this podcast is recorded in september it'll be out in the next two weeks okay so it'd still be in september those foods come into season for a reason we are going into the I suppose the colder months of the year your immune system is boosted why because when you remember that fact that 70 percent of your immune system is located in your gut and when you start re realizing that food is medicine It is. It is. I mean, it's, it's, and, and it's, it can be lovely. Like, um, you know, it, it, it has changed my life for the better. It's nothing about my life now feels like a, you know, a, a drag, you know, it's, it's, it, it feels like I've, I've been given new life. That's what it feels like, you know, that getting too poetic, but it does feel like that, you know, it gives my, I've given, I've been given an opportunity in my life um, to just sort of, take because I do think it's interesting there's a reason why people don't prioritize themselves and suddenly I feel like when they realize it's around someone's health and someone's gotten very sick they're like oh I understand that now but they wouldn't normally do that for themselves prior to getting sick they would like there's there's something there that we have to really look at as to why we aren't prioritizing these things in our lives we're running around you know here there and everywhere and it's like well, your health and your well-being of you and your family are should be the most important things in your life. You know, it's the reason why we do everything else, isn't it? So that has to come first. It really does. If you don't make time for your health, you most certainly have to make time for, I suppose, sickness and 
poor and low energy levels. And that's the whole ethos of you have to make priority what you want to improve on. And most people are going to tell you, I'd love to be happier. I'd love to be healthier. And that comes from a lifestyle of definitely eliminating, I suppose, processed foods and toxins in your body to, I suppose, thrive. A lot of people are living, but they're not definitely thriving as they most certainly can from eating the best type of foods they possibly can. I'd love to uh, further, I suppose, pull out like the examples of endocrine disruptors that are so common, I suppose, in the day-to-day of hypertensive people's uh, lifestyle. Um, would you expand on what are endocrine disruptors and how? Well, you- anything that it in disrupts your hormones. <clears throat> so basically, what you'll find now is the rise in hormone-related cancers. So things like breast cancer, um, hormone-related breast cancers, which is what I had. Um, things like uh, in, in men as well, like prostate cancer, that's very much um, hormone-related. So um, something mightn't be a carcinogenic, but if it's disrupting your horm- hormones, that's creating havoc in your system. Um, so, yeah, so and a lot of those things are associated with, will will, will kind of, paint back to synthetic fragrances. Um, one of the most important things to remember, and this sort of told me everything I needed to know about synthetic fragrance, is that if you go into a neonatal unit, obviously the units where babies are, are developing, uh, you cannot wear perfume. It's banned because of the fact that you could, you, you could basically cost the child its life. <laughs> uh, you know, it's so lethal. Um, for for anything that's undergrown as such, um, so if it's if it's lethal for that, what is it doing for you? What is it doing to you? Um, and I think you know, for me, the way I sort of allowed myself to think prior to this, you know, six seven years ago, was that perfume. Obviously, you want to smell nice, all the rest. Um, but you'd be like, y- again, like if it's on the market, it's safe, or maybe there's a certain amount of uh, products we can withstand that you pay babies can't because I know when my babies were born prior to going through this, I still prioritized organic for them. And I didn't for myself. And I look back at that time and I'm thinking, why didn't I prioritize that for myself when I prioritize it for them? You know, it's a really interesting uh, psychology. And I know I'm not the only one that thinks this when I speak to, cause I, I often wonder like, what was, what was I thinking back then? <laughs> you know what? Cause I was aware, I was aware of like organic food. I was aware of healthier options, but I would always make some sort of excuses like, oh, this is too expensive or this is that or budget or whatever. Um, and then, you know, things happen and you find the money. You, fi- you, you, will, you will find the opportunity, but it's about, it, it is about putting an emphasis on it and prioritizing it. Um, one, I, one thing I also speak to people about is that they're, you know, um, if they want to kind of overhaul a product or, or if they want to start with a product that's in their body, I always suggest um, deodorants. And the reason why I do this is because A, a lot of them are, are most of them are toxic <laughs> and B, um, you know, there's this obsession that's happened last 20, 30 years about, you know, not only getting a deodorant, but getting a deodorant that's also an antiperspirant. And that just drives me crazy because it's like, we are meant to sweat. We are meant, this is part of- I'm So yeah. glad you said that. So glad you said that. It's natural. We, it's natural. And it's part of this, like for me, for my personal, what I've gone through with our lymph system, if you don't allow yourself to perspire, what do you think is going to happen to all of the toxins that are under there with the antiperspirant? They're going to trap and stay there and, 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 you know, magnify there. And that's, is that what you want? Like you need to sweat. (laughs) Now you can, 
wash regularly if that's something that you want or wearing natural deodorant but you know just allow yourself to sweat <laughs> so what I always recommend to people doing because I tried to go on natural deodorant years ago again prior to this um, and I was always like oh it's not successful whatever so what I always try to recommend to people is do what I call an um, uh, it's known as armpit detox and what that includes is um, bentonite clay which is uh, very good for kind of getting rid of the heavy metals in your system and uh, so it's really good for like a detox bath bentonite clay and apple cider vinegar now if apple cider vinegar is too strong for you under your arms if you're sensitive like me you can just add water to bentonite clay and leave it under there under your arms for like 10-15 minutes and uh, wash it off. And what you'll notice is your effic the efficacy of the deodorant you're using will, will, will magnify because um, you're basically detoxing from all the, the, the crap that basically is in your system. <laughs> That's the best way of putting it. <laughs> That's brilliant. And too many people, like I remember, I suppose, being involved in a lot of sports and GA scene. After every game, you have lads taken out and I suppose the same in women's or camogie or rugby or any other sports for that matter, deodorant is sprayed top to toe in every gym scene that you're going to go into. And that is having a massive effect. And I used to suffer a lot with uh, mild asthma and it wasn't made any better by the likes of those uh, sprays being put out at massive volumes for people to breathe in and causing, I suppose, issues later on with um, uh, gut issues, with autoimmune diseases, with eczema. And I used to be scratching the backs of my legs and my arms. And now I suppose I've taken control of, I suppose, everything that I most certainly drink that I put on my body and with the skin being your largest organ in your body that's really important to remember what we're putting on our skin is key for health key it's key it's everything you know um and again allow your body to do what it's supposed to do and uh, don't try and stop that you're not any wiser than your body <laughs> you know what I mean uh, you know and it's amazing how wise our bodies are so just allow allow it to do that um so yeah antiperspirants deodorants drive me crazy because of just i i, I can foresee the long-term effects of that it doesn't take a rocket science uh, to see to see that so it doesn't uh being in your current position with growing i'd love you to i suppose tell the people on both youtube or any of the platforms that they're currently listening on the fact that what are your experiences in the learning curve of having little experience to what you do currently have right now the fails i want to hear about as well as the successes well the fails i mean i i'm so i'm still so early on with organic farming because it's basically we're starting this is our first season starting we just moved into our house here uh, during the summer uh, and it was too late for the growing season uh, the prior growing season so we are kind of growing our root vegetables now and things that i'm looking forward to harvesting in, in kind of uh, late october early november um I've heard so many pitfalls. I mean, one of the things I want to prioritize now, which we haven't started yet, so we're late to this. So I'm, I'm hoping this doesn't hinder what we have already, but is, is composting. Um, and uh, because that was sort of our first priority, but it just hasn't, we, there's been so much stuff going on in our lives uh, that we haven't gotten to it yet. And um, I think that's going to be the key in creating healthy, healthy plants. And, and uh, um, because I mean, for me, things like I, I would juice pretty much like three days a week. So we have so much stuff to compost and so much really good stuff to compost. I'm dying to kind of get to that point where um, we're doing that. But at this point in time, we're just figuring out 
how much we want to sort of expand um, uh, the, our kind of growing area if we want to get a greenhouse or not. So this is very much a testing period as to um, if we need a greenhouse uh, and for how long or, or whatever. Um, because obviously America is such a huge place and like I would uh, follow a lot of um, uh, sort of homesteaders as such in, and they tend to be a lot in the Northeast uh, or Northwest, I should say, and they get a very different climate and they get a much shorter season. So it's, 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 I'm, t I'm still learning about my local area and, you know, um, the extent of what we can grow. Um, but our next stop now is chickens. So we're getting chicks in, um, yes uh, because the thing is like i'm looking at my supermarket bill and like what is going up in price eggs are going up in price so fast they're so handy literally you feed them the scraps of the literally the juices that you're doing they will gobble those up and that's full of fiber that's good for their gut health and if you are what you eat eats and it's one of the things i definitely recommend whatever your starting point is i always recommend people you and you say it too eat what you or sorry grow what you eat but definitely coming into it was those colder months definitely they're dark leafy greens so your kales your spinach your rocket your arugula for those in america it's the same thing your oriental salads all those things are literally breadwinners for people why because we definitely should be eating green because it has the wide spectrum of those antioxidants and they literally can be grown whether you have a half an acre a quarter acre two acres as katie does you can have literally a windowsill a pot because those things well, the grow. great thing about kale like we were growing kale we were in the uk a little while a couple of years ago and we had a very small back garden and our kale went crazy like it was abundant but the only thing and i was like next time there'll be a net the caterpillars and butterflies oh you're learning oh this is great i love it <laughs> oh that was devastating to me <laughs> oh it's so sad right so anybody who's thinking of growing anything from the brassica family so a lot of people in ireland like to say oh geez i love bacon and cabbage they grow the cabbages cabbages take longer than kale to grow before a harvest you grow a lovely cabbage and you see it there it's getting bigger start off with a thumb <laughs> and a swelling and say oh lovely and you see all oh, these lovely butterflies let's bring out the kids we'll take a video and you see <laughs> next day you go out there and the caterpillars have just 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 mount devoured your cabbage right i now officially hate Caterpillars. Um, yeah, so it's so have funny ethics. because I look at butterflies now, and I'm like, I don't trust you. <laughs> I don't want a lot of you in my garden. Thank you very much. Uh, yeah, yeah. I had that was a very early learning curve for me because I thought because it was such a um, you know, it was like several years ago we were growing it, and I was like, oh, this is so amazing. And we tried again in Ireland, and it just didn't work as well. Again, you have to be so clear with the time that you start. Um, but uh, I remember just coming home that day and just seeing it decimated, and I was just not happy. <laughs> <laughs> it's sad but definitely right you learn from that and anybody who's listening to this it's one of those important things that you don't have to ever have to make all the mistakes you can most certainly learn from other people's mistakes Katie people will learn from you today and from now on there's a netting you can call you put over that it's called bio netting it's literally a small fine netting that literally stops that but lovely butterfly that people are taking videos and photographs of and it lands and plants its seeds on the underside of the leaves of all the brassicas so that's your cabbage that's your kale that's your rocket that's your mensuna and you don't see it until the eggs hatch and the caterpillars are doing their job on your lovely homegrown garden. Yeah, it's too late by the time you realise it. <laughs> but you see, they don't, the butterflies don't like the cold nights and that's when you see it's great because things come into season for a reason. Growing those kales and oriental salads throughout the winter months where you have a, a ground area or prepped or you have more certainly a polytonal advantage because the 
less likely to go into a pie tunnel because of I suppose the boundary in it's itself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, those are little tips that I'm passing on to you and anyone else who's here. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I need all the tips I can get. <laughs> yeah. And I suppose with the likes of growing, there's that added advantage of, I suppose, like grounding and, and whether it's your hands or it's your feet that you're doing a little bit of um, connecting with the earth. I'd love for you to expand on how you, I suppose, use that in your daily practice for. Oh, I would do that a lot here. You know, I'm, I'm kind of um, temperature sensitive in the sense I'd much prefer the heat. I, I found that hard in Ireland specifically um, because it was just colder, damper, especially damper. Like when I was doing markets in Ireland, you know, I'd be coming home just so, so cold. <laughs> um, and I just, I don't thrive well in that. And, and some people, you know, some people do, they get used to it. And then there's some people, they really don't like the heat. Whereas for me, I, I because of, you know, how pale I am, I, I don't necessarily always like to be out in the direct sunlight, but I love high temperatures. So, um, and we get a huge, uh, you know, we get a huge summer season here in the sense of like, it really starts getting warm around end of April, early May. And then it, it kind of stays warm here until like October. Um, so yeah, grounding is one of those things that I try and do on a daily basis. I, as well as so grounding and doing more fun stuff outside. So another thing is, which we've started doing recently is just going for a cycle ride after dinner. Just sort of like, you know, it's it reminds me of like my youth again, like my kids love it. You know, they've gotten to an age now where they can both cycle really well. Uh, I have a nine and seven year old. And um, we, you know, we just kind of take off after dinner with our dog. And it's like a little family time together, you know what I mean? And it's just kind of, it's great because you're sort of exercising after you eat and before, you know, it just puts you in kind of a good stead for the evening time. And it's being outside, you know, again, we do this, you know, and I, I was guilty of it as well. And I'm just trying to reverse things a little bit, like where you'd send your kids outside, but you sort of be stuck inside all day. And it's like, you no, know, get outside, <laughs> get outside in nature, ground yourself, you know, take your shoes off, ground yourself. And I like shoes. I like having my shoes on. I'll be honest with you, but I, I make an effort to do that because of its benefits. And, and there's so many benefits to grinding, but just be your microbiome being out in nature is, it is what we're meant to be doing and meant to be it's it's the natural place in an office environment is not a natural place and I understand it's a means to an end but you need to then counteract that with being out in nature then because it's it is it is where we're supposed to be yeah whether we're definitely not designed to sit at a desk for nine or to five or eight to five for that matter but we most certainly do have an opportunity before work for listeners i always try and give people solutions you have a break time whether it's at 10 11 or you want to have one at one o'clock or two o'clock whenever you do take your breaks and in the evening you have to prioritize your health and this whole podcast is definitely centered around i suppose optimal health improving your i suppose uh, ability to thrive reducing the amount of toxins in your body i suppose katie i would just be conscious of your time i'd love for you to tell the listeners about any service or products that you currently have that you have available that people can connect with you on your social well, media. Well, I platform. do. Um, so I basically chat on DIY toxics or sorry, DIY living and um, DIYing your own products. And, and that's basically my the crux of my um, Instagram. So if you go to uh, my Instagram handle is Greenway Homestead and uh, reach out to me, if you sort of want to go on a similar journey, the best thing to do is reach out to me and, and um, I'll chat through things. I, I, I could speak on essential oils all day. I absolutely love it. But one thing I just want to say before um, we finish up is going back to uh, making something a habit. I'm reading a great book at the moment, um, Atomic Habits. Cannot remember the author for the life of me, but one of the real, a really great tip that I've t- taken from it and I try and do on a daily basis or on a weekly basis now is 
you are more inclined to stick with something if you obviously prioritize it, but if you create a time and a day in which you in which you can in which you confirm you're going to do something. So for example, you know, um I'm going to go outside and ride my bike or I'm going to go outside and start planting or whatever on Sunday at four o'clock. If you have that in your schedule, you're more inclined to stick with it. Um, it's just it's just how our, how our beings work, how our psychology works. So I would kind of, um, for me, you have habits in your life. Everybody has habits. It's just about reshaping those habits to better habits as opposed to sitting in front of a television and (laughs) eating bad. Um, And, uh, you know, and even if those habits, I mean, I'm a big believer in just sort of slowing down a little bit and, you know, um, just prioritizing that time at home that gives you the ability. Because the thing is, if you work a long work week and you're running out on weekends, you're not going, you're running on empty. You're not going to have the time to do anything for yourself. And it'll just go and go until you have a burnout. So again, try and and get to that point where you reshape things before the burnout or before you get a bad diagnosis or before any of that happens you know there's a huge opportunity level that we have here and one of the great things about COVID is it really allowed people that opportunity to slow down which I think if people were honest themselves kind of miss because it was a forced opportunity that they said okay I can I can do what I want now for the next while (laughs) yeah well I suppose that is a sure as way a brilliant way to finish the podcast make time for yourself build healthy habits eating more I suppose single ingredient chemical free foods for your optimal health and I suppose thanks for coming on to the show and I always end these podcasts by saying stay tuned stay classy and keep it organic thank you all right this is it the latest event that I'm currently doing right now is on the 23rd of September it is the organic fitness retreat you have grounding, you have yoga, you have sea swims, you have all organic foods cooked for you in an ideal location. And I'm Cree. If you haven't seen the videos, check out YouTube. It is amazing. All on-site accommodation, foods included, and four people, experts in their field. You have an organic grower, you have a nutritionist, you have a personal development coach, and you have a yoga guru in on the mix. If you would like to go, most certainly send me a message or go over to the Great Stuff Retreater and I will send you on the link either or. That's on the 23rd for a weekend. That's on the Friday night, Saturday, full event of activities and finish you on Sunday around lunchtime. Okay, so that is the event you want in and want to be healthier, want to get on that good stuff, hit me up. The next event is the Grow Your Own Course in Kildare on the 1st of October. Yes, you want to be healthy, you would have more time or more money growing your own for being more sustainable is key for the future. As well as that, you're going away with 77 plants on the day. Look, lads, go into pots, go into your veg patch, or pile it on a greenhouse, whatever you have. Or not, enjoy this week's show. You're listening to Coal Man Power on the Organic fitness podcast.